We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From KMOX Sports. The bases are loaded. This is the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. He hits one deep to left field. You That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. It's a slammer. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Got a pleasant Monday evening. Welcome into Camo X. It is Sports Open Line here on a Monday night. You probably expected to be tuning in to Cardinals baseball just about now. It would be just about time for first pitch. I am terribly sorry to disappoint Joe Pot with you tonight instead because the rains have come on the East Coast and they have washed out tonight's Cardinal game. They will not play the Mets tonight. They will play, however, two tomorrow. So if you are so inclined to tune in during your work day, 210 is the uh, first pitch for game one tomorrow. That means uh, 115 pregame programming. It'll be uh, all afternoon and evening tomorrow night uh, for a uh, tomorrow day and night for the Cardinals. Don't want to take too much time here off the top because we do have a guest waiting. We'll talk a little uh, Cardinals and Blues tonight. Uh, we'll fill up most of our time tonight. So let's start with the St. Louis Blues. The schedule was released today for the second round, or maybe yesterday, for the second round of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Although, of course, they'll face the number one seeded Colorado Avalanche. I am pleased to be joined uh, here on the line by Valley Sports Midwest NHL and Blues uh, analyst Andy Strickland. And Andy, first of all, thanks for doing this on some really short notice tonight. I really appreciate it. Uh, how are you? Joe, uh, no complaints whatsoever. Uh, whatsoever. The weather is nice. You know, the sun is out, but it feels good. Should be a nice evening tonight. And uh, as always, man, happy to be with you. No problem whatsoever. So uh, this is the matchup, obviously, that uh, going into the playoffs, I, I think a lot of fans probably looking forward to after the Avalanche swept aside the Blues last year. Uh, what makes what makes this one a different matchup for the Blues than, than last year? Well, I think both teams are a little bit different. I mean, Colorado obviously um, you know, has a little bit of a different look in goal than what they had last season uh, with Darcy Kemper being their goaltender. Um, you know, I think the majority of the change between the two teams comes from St. Louis. St. Louis is a, is a much different team. Uh, you know, you look at the back end, you look at the addition of, of Nick Letty, um, you know, the evolution of, of Justin Falk, you know, Tory Krug obviously had a much better season this year, but he's not playing. At least he won't be available at the beginning of the series. Uh, Perunovic wasn't around. You know, Mikola wasn't around really a whole lot either a year ago. 
I mean, they have a different look on the back end, but I think if you look at this team offensively, uh, the addition of Brandon Saad, um, you know, you look at Pavel Buchnevich, you look at the overall depth of the team, a healthy Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, you know, nine different 20-goal scorers on this team, the confidence and swagger they play with, um, the success this team had uh, from a special team standpoint at both ends of the spectrum, both on the power play and the penalty kill, um, the rate at which this team scored goals, and, and just the confidence they play with, and this team being way more of a rush team, Joe, than maybe they have in the past. Uh, and I think I think Colorado would tell you that in terms of how they're preparing and what they're expecting from St. Louis. Um, I think they realize how good they are, and this is a much more uh, you know even matchup you know um, than I think a lot of people may realize. Certainly, a, a way more even matchup than what we saw heading into the playoff series a year ago, especially without David Perron as well, who was out with COVID. And David Prada had such a good first-round series. I want to go back to one of the things you mentioned, and that is uh, special teams and certainly that power play. They scored at least a power play goal in all six games uh, in the Minnesota series. You talked about the depth in scoring, but how much is the are the special teams and specifically the power play going to play into this series with the Avalanche? Well, it would play into the St. Louis Blues' hands. Um, and listen, Colorado, you look at the talent that they put out there on the power play as well. I and mean, St. Louis knows they have to stay out of the box. They can't be taking penalties. Um, you know, both teams are pretty mature teams in terms of the overall makeup. And I don't think they'll be running around and putting themselves in a situation where you are caught, um, you know, making this a, a special teams battle. And the Blues wouldn't have a problem if, if that's what it becomes, just because of what you just mentioned. Uh, I think they had eight power play goals in the first round that led all teams in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, and I think the Blues are certainly way more comfortable if it were to turn into a, uh, a special teams battle because, um, you know, they like their penalty kill as well, even though Minnesota had a couple of games there where they maybe had their way um, on, the, on the power play. Um, but, you know, again, you know, you look at the Blues from a special team standpoint, and we'll talk about the power play. They've got two units that resemble a number one unit. You know, you look at the difference from last year to this year, just the evolution of Robert Thomas, you know, this guy being more than a point-per-game player, um, Jordan Cairo being more than a point-per-game player, just being way more mature now in their second year, and, um, you know, looking like established offensive scorers, you know, in the National Hockey League. So, uh, yeah, the special teams, the power play, a huge storyline for the Blues throughout the course of the season, and that continued into round one. Vladimir Tarasenko as well. I heard, uh, I, I think I heard an interview with Jeremy Rutherford, and he said, you know, it's talking about some of the best deals. How about the deal that wasn't made? We go into this season, you know, and all we're hearing about is that Vladimir Tarasenko may be dealt. He might not be that happy. We get past that, and now you're looking at a different Vladimir Tarasenko. He has a career-best 82 points this year. We saw what he did in, in, in Minnesota, uh, a huge part of this team this year. Oh, a huge part. And listen, there's a couple of things with Vladimir Tarasenko that I think have contributed to him having not only a bounce-back season, Joe, but I think you can easily make the case that it may be his best season as an NHL player. Um, and not just because he finished with the highest point total in his career. Um, you know, he's had a 40-goal season earlier in his career from a goal-scoring standpoint. wasn't the, the highest number that he put up. But just his all-around game, how hard he worked, um, the commitment that he showed in the offseason to get himself ready, and to get himself prepared for the season, putting the drama behind him, and just coming in focused. And that's what he did. He talked to his teammates at the beginning of training camp to let them know that he's here to win. And he put his money where his mouth is. So two factors, 
that have led to him having the season that he's had. Number one is health. I mean, you have back-to-back-to-back shoulder surgeries. You think about all the wear and tear it puts on you physically, but just think about the mental grind that it takes to rehab from those injuries. And I think even last year when he came back, he scored four goals in the in the regular season. You know, listen, there was a lot of hesitation in his game, and you can't really blame him from a mental standpoint. You just want to get out of the season without suffering another injury and being forced to rehab another injury. So he hasn't been able to train that he knows he needs to, you know, how he needs to train um, in order to get himself in the proper condition that he knows he needs to be in to have success. So he was able to do it this past off season did a bunch of high-altitude training that, you know, put himself in the right mindset and the right mind frame to come in here and just play hockey. So that's one. The other one is the addition of Pavel Buchnevich. Um, Just the natural way that Buchnevich plays, his all-around game, his commitment to playing in the defensive end, um, his ability to distribute the puck, his ability to hang on to the puck and play with really good players. This guy played with really good players in New York with Mika Zibanejad and, uh, and the Bradman, you know, Artemi Panarin. He played with both of those guys. Like, he, he was looking at it like, hey, who can I play with here that's going to, you know, put me in the same position and, you know, make me feel like I'm playing with elite players. And he's had a couple of different situations that he's been in, being on that Russian line, but also playing with Robert Thomas, who he loves, by the way. You know, he's told me he thinks Robert Thomas is the best player on the team, certainly the best distributor. Um, but I just think... Uh, the relationship that Buchnevich and Tarasenko shared, becoming friends off the ice. I think Buchnevich took some of that pressure off of Tarasenko's shoulders on the bench. You know, um, Buchnevich isn't afraid of conflict. He'll take some of that on head-to-head with the head coach. Maybe it allowed, you know, Tarasenko to bend his frustration in other ways and not, you know, get involved with some of the extracurricular that maybe that he had got involved in in the, in the past. So I think, you know, Buchnevich became a great buffer for Tarasenko as well. And um, it's hard to ignore that when you consider the way, you know, Tarasenko has performed and obviously the chemistry that those two players have together. And amazing. You mentioned a couple of things there. Obviously that buffer and kind of taking some of that weight off of Vladimir Tarasenko. But the the point you raise where, you know, the hesitation and, and taking that sort of mental toll, what the injuries did to Tarasenko, you can be okay physically, and if you're worried about maybe re-injuring something or you're not playing at full strength because you don't want to re-injure something, that makes a huge difference as well, right? A couple of big mental pieces to Vladimir Tarasenko this year. Oh, yeah. Well, especially when you know, you're expected to be a power forward, which means you're expected to play in high-traffic areas of the ice where there's going to be contact. Um, you know, he's a, he's a physical player, too. I mean, people don't refer to Vladimir Tarasenko as a physical player, but you look at the way he's built, how solid he is, his ability to play through contact, to win battles. You see him, you know, get a little upset. at that. Listen, he'll finish a check, too, right? Um, you know, he'll dip the shoulder. He drives the net hard. Um, you know, those are things that you don't do if you have that hesitation and if you're focused on, you know, worried about being hurt again because, like I said, it's human nature. And I think last season, I think his number one focus was to get out of that season without an injury uh, and not having to rehab an injury last off season, so he could just train. And like I said, he switched agents. He changed a lot of things, Tarasenko did. But I truly believe this was the best we've ever seen him play. And he's played well in the playoffs as well. 
Andy Strickland Valley Sports Midwest. I again appreciate you taking time on very short notice tonight. As I let you go, just one thing that maybe you're looking forward to that maybe we're not looking at or we're not thinking about going into this series. Well, um, I mean, the obvious, obviously, is goaltending. Everyone's looking at goaltending. But I want to see if the Blues um, begin to get some of that secondary scoring. They had, what, four or five different players have at least five goals in that series, right? So they, they, they got some production, right? You know, you look at the Blues having nine different 20-goal scores, um, and it was a depth that really separated them from a lot of the other teams in the NHL. But look at the guys they haven't scored yet. You know, the Vucinevichs. Um, I said Vucinevich, I said Vucinevich. I, I say both ways, <laughs> uh, Joe. You know, e- either way goes. You're the expert um, here, so I defer to you on that. Hey, and I, I actually asked him recently, I said, how do you pronounce it? He said it's Vucinevich. So it's actually Vucinevich. It's not Vucinevich. So, like, nobody's saying it right, to be honest. But, you know, Thomas hasn't really gone off offensively yet. Barbershop, uh, Barbershop hasn't really gotten going. Uh, from a goal scoring standpoint, you know, Saad had that one goal. You know, uh, you know, Cairo, his good games were really good. His other games that were kind of quiet. So, again, they've, they've got more players now to get involved offensively, and it's only a matter of time before those players um, get hot as well. You just hope they can complement Tarasenko and O'Reilly and David Perron and these guys who obviously had really – and Cairo, these guys who had really good offensive – you know, series. You hope those guys don't quiet down. But in the event that they do, we all know the Blues have guys that can really step up. Braden Shen hasn't scored a goal yet in this series. So, I mean, so, you know, you're not going to keep those guys quiet forever, Joe, as you know. Andy Strickland, uh, thanks so much again for taking time, especially on short notice tonight. We appreciate it. We'll be watching uh, as this second round series gets underway tomorrow night. Joe. You're a Parkway North Viking. <laughs> I will never say no to a Parkway North Viking. You know that. I love it. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, and enjoy this series. Okay, buddy. Take care. There you go. There's Andy Strickland with us here on Sports Open Line with a little preview, talking about the second-round series between the Blues and the Avalanche. I'm already late for a break, so we're off and running tonight on Sports Open Line. Keep it here. We're back after this on X. Welcome back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. To the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Joe Pod back in on Sports Open Line here on your voice for Cardinals Baseball, KMOX. Of course, you would normally be hearing Cardinals Baseball tonight, but they were rained out tomorrow or today. So tomorrow they will play. 
a doubleheader. It begins at uh, 2.10 St. Louis time. So that means uh, pregame will start at 1.15 here on X tomorrow afternoon. I am looking as we speak uh, uh, what the format is going to be, and it says they'll this is going to be just a straight doubleheader. So they will go 30 minutes maybe in between is, is what I'm seeing here. So uh, how about this? The good stat, too, that, that our friend Ben Boyd uh, included on this. The last nine-inning true doubleheader the Cardinals played was July 26, 2016. So if you recall, starting with the COVID year of 2020, they cut them down to two seven-inning games. Um, and so now they're going to play. This is going to be an old-fashioned 18-inning affair. Two nine-inning games tomorrow between the Cardinals and the Mets. What could go wrong? They're, they're, it's, it's, such a, it's such a friendly relationship. I'm sure nothing will go wrong when we play 18 innings tomorrow afternoon to open that series in New York with the Mets. So that is what is happening. That is why you are not hearing Cardinal baseball tonight, and instead you will hear a lot of Cardinal baseball tomorrow afternoon. And we will talk more Cardinals baseball. Uh, I'll take a break here coming up, and we're going to visit with Mike Claiborne, of course, of the Cardinals broadcast crew on the other side of our break. So we'll talk some Cardinals with him. We can talk some Blues with Claibs as well because he is well-versed in both subjects. So we'll do that. Mike Claiborne coming up here on Sports Open Line. I'm Joe Pott. This is Camo X. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Open Line, Joe Pot with you here on a Monday night. No baseball tonight. Cards rained out. So instead, we're talking, uh, well, we're talking Cardinals. We're talking Blues and uh I can talk both of those things with our next guest, Mike Claiborne, of course, part of the Cardinals broadcast crew on a nightly basis, but Claib's well-versed on the ice as well. So now I've talked you up, Claib. So now I've uh, upsold you. <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time tonight uh, on what we all thought would be the opener of a, of a series with the Mets. That's the great thing about baseball. You never know what's going to happen weather-wise and how it could change the whole outcome. Not not of the game, but certainly a night or a day. I mean, you know, we were all ready to go, and all of a sudden the weatherman decided, well, we're not going to play tonight. <laughs> we'll play two tomorrow. And when you think about a team that's playing 35 games in 36 days, uh, you know, I bet there's a couple of guys that say, you know what, I'll trade that day off for, for two tomorrow. Oh, I, I, I think you're absolutely right, 100% right. They had a little fun last night uh, at Bush Stadium with that series finale with the Giants. Uh we had a little bit of everything last night at Bush Stadium, Clips. Yeah, you know, it was a it was a fun game from the first at bat. I mean, you know, they scored runs early. They played good defense. Adam Wainwright was Adam Wainwright, and you know, it was uh, you know, it came to an end with Albert on the mound. And you know, I, I thought the funniest thing of the night was uh, when you saw Longoria asked to take the ball out of play because of the <laughs> fact he wanted to have it considering the fact that, you know, there's only two guys that have ever hit 600 home runs and pitched in the game, and he's got that ball at home now. And that's going to be worth something one day. That's pretty awesome. If he wants to sell it. I mean, but it's just it was just a phenomenal night. Uh, I wish we had more of them. And, you know, I think the, the conventional wisdom was, okay, they won. They, they hung a lot of runs on last night. What's going to happen tonight? Because they haven't been able to find that consistency yet. And that's been a real issue. Well, you're right. Um, 
What I really liked last night is, is there was clearly a concerted effort uh, to go after Carlos Rodon with uh, with aggression. With I mean, they had I think four of their five hits in the first inning came on the first pitch on first swings. And, and you know what? That's a great point you make because Paul Goldschmidt never swings at the first pitch, right? And he jumped all over that pitch, and, and I think that's something the Cardinals probably need to think about doing more of, looking earlier in the count because. You know, when you get these pitchers now, they get me. They throw you that get me over fastball, and all of a sudden you're behind in the count, and you're playing catch up from that point on. And you know, these guys they have too many balls that they can throw for strikes uh, that don't necessarily have to be fastballs. So I, I thought it was an, an interesting concept. I don't know if you can do it every night because then all of a sudden they get to tell on you. But I think at some point you got to change it up a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I think you're exactly right, and I think that obviously you pick your spots, and I've I've enjoyed listening to the Cards manager, Oliver Marmel, explain kind of some of the – he's pulled back the curtain, if you will, on some of the things that he's looking for, that the team's looking for, and I appreciate the detail with which he goes into a game with, quite frankly, and obviously last night that was one of those things they picked out that they could do against Rodon. I agree with you, and that's one of the neat things in talking to Ollie every day. That um, he, he's a detailed guy. You know, he did all the preparation in a previous role with the team, and he's looking for results. I mean, he doesn't play favorites with regard to situations that you would expect. Well, you know, he's been around for a while. No, he's going to play the guy who can give them best chance to win, and that's something that I, I've come to appreciate. And I think fans and, and players do too. They they want somebody who's going to be honest with them. And we've had some managers that have come through here over the last few years that have set that tone. You can go back to Whitey. Whitey was a very honest manager. You think about Tony and Mike Matheny and Mike Schill, all that were honest to their players. And when you have a guy that can communicate like Ali Marmoles has so far, I think it's, it's a good thing. It's a good sign, and the guys want to play for him. I think you're 100% right. I, I asked Nick Wickren, this was uh, two weeks ago, uh, just about the fact that you know, I felt like Ali Marmo was pretty frank with us, and I said, is he that frank with you guys and, and with the players? And he said, yeah, and that's that's what we want. That's exactly what we're looking for. Yeah, because, you know, in this day and age, you just want the truth. And, and you know, in some cases, you already know the answer. Right. Okay, if you're not playing well. But, you know, when a, when a manager challenges you to be better, because he wants you to do well. If he didn't, you know, he wouldn't be on a team. But in his situation, it was one of those deals where sometimes you just have to say, hey, fellas, look, we got to have a better effort. And if you notice, he accepts the physical mistakes, it's the mental mistakes that he has a problem with. And he'll remind them about it. Hey, we got to be better next time. And then you move on. Joe Pot on Sports Open Line visiting with Mike Claiborne, of course, of the Cards broadcast team. Mike, one of those guys, you know, that has been struggling and that, that clearly could use a mental break is Tyler O'Neill. And he... Oliver Marmel said as much last night before the game that it was going to be a second day down, two days in a row for Tyler O'Neill. Just kind of to clear your head, get straight. Didn't have a problem with it at all, especially when you have uh, Yepes swinging the bat the way he is and gives uh, Corey Dickerson and some other guys some at-bats also. You know, O'Neill just, he, he's in a funk, man, where he's swinging at everything. And, and that's been frustrating because – it's almost like he's got his mind made up after the catcher gives the sign to the pitcher. It's almost like I'm swinging at this and I don't care where it is. And he's just lost right now. And those things happen. 
But I, I think what's more important for him is to be able to watch the game instead of watching too much video. You know, I, I've never played Major League Baseball, okay? But I do think that it, at some point there's so much information available that you get overloaded. Go back to watching the game. Watch what they're doing. And, and sit next to somebody who may have an idea or maybe just sit and ask yourself the questions that you can answer. So, yeah, I just really think at this point you just got to go play and, and not worry about all the information. Just trust your hands, trust your, trust your mind, trust what you see coming out of the pitcher's hand. I do want to switch to the Blues real quick, but I want to touch on Miles Michaelis, who was slated to start tonight. I assume he's going to start game one tomorrow, but this is now as good of a Miles Michaelis. It's, it's 2018 Miles Michaelis. He has been outstanding, and it's to me – it's one of the bigger surprises. Not that I didn't expect him to have success. I didn't expect him to be a, a top five starter in Major League Baseball at this point. Well, anytime you're a strike thrower like he is mm-hmm. consistently, there's always that chance. And that's something that we need to take into account when, when he first got to St. Louis. He was always around the plate. You know, he didn't have control issues, and he can move his fastball. He's got a pretty good breaking ball. Uh, and he's not afraid to throw inside, and that's been a real key for him, uh, just being a strike thrower. Now, he may get hit because if these guys know you're going to be in the zone, they'll be looking early. But in, when it's all said and done, if he gets ahead of you, it's out. It's over. And he doesn't have to necessarily strike everybody out. He can pitch the contact. I just – yeah, it, it has been it has been so nice, and it's it's just been – uh, like I said, it, it, it's one of the one of my surprises anyway, and I think the pitching staff as a whole. So it's it's been great to see. I do want to well, switch gears. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say there have been some very pleasant surprises so far. Uh, when you look at the starters, and you mentioned Michaelis, I think the bullpen. We didn't know what we were going to get from Helsley because he was injured last year. He stepped up and done a nice job. Galante was a guy in spring training. It really caught everybody's eye. Um, you know, and Nick Wickren is he's throwing more than anybody right now. So there there are a lot of pleasant surprises and I just think with guys like Jake Walsh and some other guys that we're gonna see down the road, uh we're gonna be in for some real surprises that I think people will be happy with. Yeah, and I think that you know, you add what we expect still to be a more consistent offense to what we are now getting into the pitching staff, and I think that we're in line for what could be a a very fun summer coming up as well. I would agree. So let's switch gears now as the Blues get set to start this second-round series against the Colorado Avalanche, a team that swept them out of the playoffs last season. What to you is so different about – I know there's a lot of personnel that is different about this Blues team, but what makes this a better series for the Blues than what we saw in 2021? I think they're more well-rounded offensively. I mean, they've got four lines that can score. Um, you know, defensively, they're still trying to figure out some combinations. But when it's all said and done, this is a better prepared team. Um, you know, they were dealing with some things last year. You lose Falk in the playoffs. This year, maybe you get Krug back. But I really feel like there were some guys who learned from last season, and they'll be better prepared. I, I think the question is for Colorado, do they just think, well, we, we swept them last year. We'll just come out, throw our sticks and gloves on the ice, and the Blues will roll over again. Not sure if you can get everybody on that page, but I think Colorado has to be very careful early because their top six forwards are really, really good. Their bottom six are not as good as the St. Louis Blues. Their defense, and for those who haven't had a chance to see Kale McCarr, I'll tell you, 
he, he's one of the most exciting players I've seen in a long time. And they've got to figure out a way to make sure he doesn't end up having, you know, big nights every night. I, I don't think you can contain him, but you certainly have to slow him down. And you may see some real defensive matchups as far as defensemen on the ice and forwards. I think you, you'll see Braden Shen. You'll see some other guys that have come out, maybe maybe Pareko, because Pareko's a very good skater along with Falk. And, and Letty, that's the one thing. you got three very good skaters on the blue line for the Blues. So they may give them some different looks, but this is going to be a battle of wits and strategy. And I, I think I'm going I'm to go with Craig Berube because I think he's been there before. Uh, Gerard Bednar is a guy that might be on the hot seat if they don't win beyond getting to the finals. So it's going to be fun. I like the Blues in six. The way the Blues dealt with Kaprizov in the first round, can they do the same or can they use that as they deal with Rantanen and McCarr in this round? That's a good point. And I think because they know it works, they, they may try it again. Maybe give it a little bit of a different look, but it's something that they can certainly be effective with. How much do the special teams play into this series? I asked Andy Strickland this question Huge. as well. but Huge. I mean, think about how the Blues can cash you in on the power play. But on the other side of that coin, you know, Colorado skates so well enough, you know, they can kill a penalty and a chip puck here or there, or maybe a guy misses a shot or a block shot, and all of a sudden they come the other way. I mean, they're that good, man. So you have to make sure you know where they are, and you always have to be able to rotate and put yourself in a position to be better on a power play from a defensive position because you don't want to have that odd man rush and all of a sudden you're giving up a shorthanded goal and that changes the momentum of the game. And this series is Jordan Bennington's, right? At least to start, it's got to be. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, You know, he accounted for himself reasonably well in the last round. Uh, He's been in this situation before. I I really commend him for staying prepared and being a professional, much like the way Jake Allen was when he emerged, Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. Jordan Bennington emerged. So maybe we can keep that tradition going. But if I'm Willie Huso, uh, I'm not uh, I'm not going to get too down because one way or the other, Willie Huso is going to get paid after this season. So it's going to be a win-win for everybody. Klaibs, I appreciate you taking some time tonight. We expected to have baseball. We didn't have that. So uh, the, the, the next best thing I could do is bring you on the air. Well, you know what, Joe? Anytime you call, you know I'm there for you, my friend. So it's good to visit with you tonight. And uh, be ready for tomorrow because it's going to be a long day, <laughs> a longer night. It will be a long one. What can go wrong? I just said that 18 innings with the Mets. Nothing's going to go wrong, right? Well, you know, <laughs> they played 23 there one night. That's right. So, I mean, it's not beyond it. Hey, listen, be careful for what you wish for that's, here. That's right. Well, I appreciate the time, Claves. All right, Joe. Have a great evening. Take care. That is Mike Claiborne with us here, talking a little Cardinals, talking a little Blues. We'll continue with uh, everything that we've got going on. We are going to let you hear a little bit uh, as well from uh, Chris May and Travis Ford. Uh, Kevin Wheeler and Amy Mark scores were out at the Billiken Classic earlier today, and they've been uh, spending the time on the golf course today. I'm jealous because this was a good day to be out there. So we'll get that as well as we get along here on Sports Open Line. I appreciate you spending some time tonight. No Cardinal Baseball Sports Open Line instead. I'm Joe Pott. We're coming back after this on X. Joe Pott back with you here on Sports Open Line on a Monday night in St. Louis. It is a perfect night in St. Louis. Not so perfect in Flushing, New York. So they have rained out tonight's game. The 
was to be the start of a three-game series between the Cards and the Mets. Instead, they will play a doubleheader tomorrow. And uh, that gets underway at 2-10. So 2-10 first pitch. And this is a true doubleheader. So they'll go maybe 30, 35 minutes in between tomorrow. And then uh, we'll have game two of the series as well. So a long day of uh, baseball. They've got Steven Matz penciled in for game number one. I guess they have Matz for one and then maybe Michaelis in game two. That would be my expectation. I don't know why you would change from that. Michaelis was scheduled to go uh, tonight in the opener anyway. So we'll see how that turns out, but it's a 2-10 first pitch, uh, 1-10 first pitch rather. Uh, nope, I lied. 2-10 first pitch central time. It's one fifteen with our pregame show tomorrow. Uh, we were talking a little blues, talked to Andy Strickland, talked also to Mike Claiborne uh, about the blues and what they have to face in this second round. Let's hear a little bit from Craig Berube, who spoke after practice uh, today, and he talked about what's different about this year than last year when they were swept by the Avalanche. Well, it's deeper, and we've got, uh, you know, we're, we're deeper up front for sure. We've got, you know, Bushnevich and Saad added to our lineup. Um, we missed Perron last year for sure. Um, it's a different team. It's a different mindset this year than it was last year, and our decor is different too with Letty back there now. I know we're missing a couple guys, but um, the other guys have stepped in and did a good job. So um, more for me than last year, this is a different team mentally. You obviously played well against Minnesota. Is there another level? Is there more that you guys can do better at, like to beat Colorado? Um, Well, you say more, but like you know, I think you gotta just play to your strengths, and you gotta focus on that, like more than anything, and you gotta focus on what. Colorado is really good at and try to take that away as much as we can. Now, we played extremely well against a very good team. Minnie's a very good team. Uh, you know, so that that wasn't an easy out by any means. That was a lot of work, and our guys did a great job with that. And again, this one, this is going to be a lot of work too. So, again, the it's about team play. It's about every guy buying into how we got to beat them and what we got to do to beat them, and you, know, you just got to go play. You said it was a, this is a different team mentally. How how so? I think just you know with the whole year of well, that year there was a lot of COVID stuff going on. And I didn't find the team you know was really gelled that well. You know we we had some lot up and downs and we 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 played really well down a stretch to get into playoffs and um, they did a good job there. But uh, this team here this year is just different in my mind. You know we've had a real good year and we um, you know. We scored a lot of goals this year, and a lot of good things, you know, like Vladdy wasn't 100% healthy last year. Like, you know, it was a lot of things, so. There you go. There's Blues head coach Craig Berube after practice today. One more quick soundbite. Brandon Saad scored three goals last year for the Avalanche against the Blues. Yeah, it was, uh, it's obviously fun to score and win, so that was good, but uh, it's a new year, it's a new team, and uh, we're looking forward to the challenge. What's it going to be like playing them in the playoffs, or are you – kind of well beyond the Colorado thing. Yeah, I think uh, you kind of move on pretty quickly. It's not like I was there a long time, but um, it was a fun year, a lot of success, and um, you get to know the guys and establish relationships. So, uh, But it's a hockey series. You know, We're going to face it like any other team and uh, focus on ourselves, and I'm looking forward to being out there. Brandon Saad playing for the Blues this year as they face the Avalanche. Hour number two of Sports Open Line coming up on KMOX. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.